Hi, everyone. I know most of you are surprised that I'm the one who's preaching today. But hey, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, first I'll pray for us, and then we'll continue our study in First Peter. Okay. Let me pray for us, and then we'll start. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day, and we thank you so much for, for Christ. As we go through this letter, Lord, uh, may we receive it with open hearts, and may your spirit touch us and waken us. Not only hear what you say and we do what the, your word says, because indeed we truly believe in Jesus Christ. I pray all of this for your kingdom's sake. Amen. Amen. Uh, so before I read for us, I will just give us a, a recap of what we did last week. So we are going through the book of First Peter. So it is a letter. It was written by the Apostle Peter. All of you might know him as the disciple of Jesus. And... Uh, he was, a, he was a great man. So Peter saw the life of Jesus, and he saw him die. He saw him actually when he lived, when he performed all those miracles, when he walked on water, and he saw him die, and he saw him after the resurrection, and he saw him after he was taken, when he was taken to heaven. So we can trust what he actually writes, uh, right? So an apostle is a person who actually saw Jesus in person after he, he resurrected. So we can trust what he said. Why did he write this letter? He was writing it to Christians. He called them God's elect. And these people, they were suffering. They were suffering. Why were they suffering? They were being persecuted for their faith. The fact that they believe that Jesus is their Lord and is their, is their king. So they were suffering. They were scattered all over. So this great apostle whom they know, he decided to write a letter to them to encourage them, to remind them of their identity, as Gerard said last week that they've been elected by, by, by God and they should keep on trusting in him and he's sanctifying them and to live, a li to live their lives here as people are in exile, to remember that they are, this earth is not their permanent home. While they are suffering, they should live in the light of what? Eternity. That Jesus is, has won something for them. He has an inheritance that no one can take away from them and it is being guarded by God's power and also, he, he, yeah, he, he's really, really proud of them because they, even though they have not seen Jesus in person, they love him, they believe in him, and they trust in him. So, and then what? And then what's next when Peter has reminded them of their, of their identity? So now we are God's elect. We have been chosen by God. And then what? Does that mean I just have to sit on my chair and relax and say, oh, I'm a Christian? How will I know that? How do you know that someone is great at what, uh, at what they are doing or what they say? It has to be backed by, what? by actions. For example, if I'm, say, I'm the fastest runner or I'm a great tennis player, I have to show you, see me doing all what great tennis players will do, exercising, practicing. I cannot just sit at home and just, you see me eating chips and doing all kinds, and eating, uh, eating all kinds of things in McDonald's every day, and then they say, oh, I'm going to be like, like Serena Williams. All of you will be like, mm -mm, no, it doesn't work that way. So when you're a Christian, it has to what? It has to show by the way that you, you live your life, by the way that you conduct yourself. Now that you've attained that identity, now that Jesus has worked in your heart, now that you have been chosen to be part of God's kingdom, it has to show, everyone has to see by the way you live. So that's what we're going to be going through today. So I'm going to read for us um, from this. So it's chapter 1, verse 13, uh, up until chapter 2, verse 10. So it goes, 
Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with imperishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamp without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. Who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So put away all malice, all deceit, and hypocrisy, and envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual make, that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed, if indeed we have tested that the Lord is good, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourself like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word of God as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that encouraging? Now that you are a Christian, and then what? Now that I'm proclaiming that Jesus is my Savior, He's my Lord, I sing all these amazing songs, and then what? Because Peter has written to them, he knows that they are Christians. He knows that they believe in Christ, but and then what? And the people around them know that. How do they know that? How will people at your school, in your house, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, and people that you meet, how will they know that you're a Christian? Or how would you know that Paul is a Christian? By the way that I conduct myself. How would you know that I belong to that kingdom? Just like most of you, you go to this school in Christchurch, um, how do I see that? By the uniform that you wear. 
take. So what kind of uniforms are, supposed, are, are Christians supposed to wear? First of all, they have to set their minds on things that are above. Okay? And they have to be sober-minded, which means our minds, they have to be clear. We have to be clear all the clutter, all the things that the world has tell us. We shouldn't believe it. We should trust in what, in what the Bible, what, what the Word of God has to say to, to us. Okay? Because we know, in the end, Christ is going to be what? is going to be revealed. We know that he's coming back. We know that he went to heaven. But he's what? He's coming back. We should trust and believe that. And also, we should be obedient children. Okay? God is our Father. So if God is our Father, he's the creator of the universe. He gets to set the rules. Okay? He gets to tell us how we do things. He's the leader of the, of the house. So we have to follow what he has to say to, what, to us. So now we are no longer those people, people of the world, people of the darkness. We have been redeemed from that. Now we belong to the kingdom of what? To the kingdom of what? Of the light. So how are we supposed to be? We are supposed to be holy, as Peter says it there. Be holy because your father is what? Is holy. Some of you may ask, oh, Paul, what does it mean to be holy? It means to be set apart. It means to be different. You have to be different. I cannot look like the person from outside the world, okay, where I lie, I cheat, I steal, I bully people, I say all kinds of things to them, I gossip, I slander. That's not being set apart. I have to be different. It has to show. I have to be honest, try by all means to be. I have to speak the truth, no matter what it costs me, okay? I have to encourage people, and I have to stand out. Why am I doing those things? We are doing those things because we belong to a different kingdom, because God is our Father, and we are obeying what our Father has said to us. Why do that? Someone might ask me, Paul, why should I why do that? One, God is your Father. And second of all, he tells us that this is not our home. We are in exile. So we have to live like people who are going to live forever. People who have a home in heaven. This is not our permanent home. Okay, I know this must be a, a hard concept because, you know, we are young, we think we're going to, we still have time, you know, and we're going to live forever. But Peter tells us, this is not our permanent home. This is not our final destination. We have something greater and bigger, which is what? Which is heaven, which is everlasting life. When finally Christ comes back, that will be our what? Our new permanent home. So we should conduct ourselves as citizens of, of, of what? Of heaven. We have to show it now. We have to show it to the outside people that we are in exile. This is not our what? Our permanent, our not, our not our permanent home. Why? Because we have been what? As in verse uh, 18 says, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. Why do all of these things? Why be honest? Why speak the truth in love? Okay? Why be different from, from, from the world? Why accept what the Bible has to say? Why love my brother? Why love my neighbor? Why be, have servant-heartedness? Okay? Why be faithful? Because we are different. We've been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Okay? Jesus died for you and me. He didn't do anything wrong. He was actually, we know that he was an innocent man. He was perfect. 
okay, he was perfect, he lived a perfect life, and he was in heaven, and he came down for, here for you and me, and he spilled his what? His own blood, okay, for you and me. And the Bible says it is precious, okay? When someone dies for you in your place, can you imagine someone, they do something for you that, let's say you owe someone, let's say you owe them 1,000 rands, None of us, most of you here in this room, you are not working. And they say you are in deep, deep debt. You owed someone 1,000 rands, and you had no one to pay for it. And then your debt, he comes and he pays it for you. How, what will you do afterwards? How will you react to that? How will you conduct yourself? And then when he comes to you and says, do this, do this, do that, wouldn't you do it in gratitude because of what he has done? You see, you didn't do anything to deserve it. He didn't have to, but he did it. Same with Christ. I know it's a bit of a better knowledge, but same with Christ. He's innocent, and he came down here for you, and he paid the price. It was supposed to be you and me being punished by God, but he did it for what? For, for, for us. And his blood is very precious. And also we are reminded that He's before the world. He was known before uh, the foundations of the world. And he manifested. He came down here into what? Into the world. Okay. In the last times. For whose sake? Not for, 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 for his sake, but for you and me's sake. Jesus didn't have to come down here to die for his own sins. He was sinless. He was perfect. But he did it for you and me. And then that is why we are supposed to conduct ourselves in that what? In that manner. Okay, and then in verse 21, it is because of Jesus that we become believers. I don't become a believer because I just believe, you know, I, like it just happens. Okay, I believe in Jesus. No, it's because of him. I cannot do it on my own. I didn't just come into faith. He touched my what? He touched my heart and your heart and seeing what he has done for what? For you and what? For you and me. Okay, and now that we are, our souls, they are purified. They are purified by what? By that, by that blood. We have washed our sins away uh, in the blood of Jesus Christ. And we, now we have pure hearts. Why do we have pure hearts again? Because of what Christ has, uh, he has done for us. Okay. And what else? So now that I have a pure heart, how do I know how I'm supposed to live as a Christian? So I'll say, some of, like, how am I supposed to know? We have what? We have this. We have the word of what? We have the word of God. Okay. And the word of God there, it is said, it stands for what? Forever. It doesn't change. Let me give you a simple example. In Genesis, God said, let there be day and let there be night. Okay. Look outside. How many times did God God speak? If you all remember. How many times did he say it? Once. He didn't have to say it two times. But now we have day and night. And even years and thousands and thousands of years later, it's still the same. And God doesn't change. Okay. And it is still standing today. Okay. Whatever Christ has done for us, it will stand forever. If you are set apart, if you are, you are a Christian, it will never change. If you have purified your heart and if Christ has purified your heart, that will never change. You will be a Christian forever. It means you are chosen. It means you are what? You are elect. And that is the good news. 
Okay, that is the good news of, of what of who Jesus is and what he has done. It doesn't change. It won't change if Jesus died on the cross. He lived the perfect life that we're supposed to do it. And it will never what? And it will never change. And if we trust and believe in that, God doesn't change his mind like you and me. Whatever it is, he says, it's, uh, it what? It stands. It stands for what? Forever. No one can change it. No one can come and say this and God can come. I'm going to do this, then this will happen. No, it will stand forever. Okay, isn't that amazing? Isn't that good? Don't you want that a person that you know when they promise you something and when they say, and it happened exactly, despite everything that you do, but they are the one who carry it out because they keep their promise. Isn't that gracious? Isn't that amazing? Isn't God an amazing father, a great father to, to, to us? Isn't it great? Isn't it the good news that we all want to hear? That we have a father who loves us so much that he sent his son. So what else are we supposed to be doing while we are, we are waiting for Christ to, to come back, while we are living in our lives in light of, of what? Eternity. We have to put away all what? All malice, all deceit. Malice is being wicked and plotting on people, you know, and all of that, and hypocrisy. We say something else and then we do something else. Uh, envy, all slander. We have to put that away. What do we replace that with? So, you know, when you put away something, like when you are wearing your clothes, like let's say you've been running and you've been doing netball or whatever sport or your school uniform. When school is over, you put that aside and you put on your home clothes. Same with being a Christian. You are now a born again. As Peter, if you read it in, uh, in the other verses in, in chapter 1, you are born again, you are new. You start putting all that away, all the bullying, all the lying. And it is an what? It is an everyday thing, every minute thing. It's not like all at once it's gone and you are a perfect person. No, it's a continual thing. That's why you say we're putting it away. You're continually putting it away. And what are we supposed to long for while we are putting we are supposed to long for a pure spiritual milk that by in, you may grow up into salvation. Okay? If indeed you have tested that the Lord is good. We know that God is good. Okay? We know that he has been good to us. Look at what has been happening during this time of corona. You cannot see your friends. You are, sometimes you are stuck at home. At school you have to wear a mask and all of those things. And you can't even hug people and you feel like you're stuck at home. It's been stressful for, for all of us. But isn't it amazing that we are still here? Isn't it great that we have something to look forward to, which is the coming back of Christ as Christians, okay? And we have a heaven that everything is going gonna, gonna to be great and it's going to be like just be amazing. And all these things are going to be what we forgotten. But while we are still here, we have, we have something that to, to, what, to look forward to. But if we are not reading the word of God, if we are not glued into your Bible, you will focus on the things that are happening right now. We will focus on that. We will focus only on the bad stuff and all the things that we see are, are surrounding us. The stresses, school and all of that. I know some of you are struggling in school because you have to learn over Zoom or you have to, they have to send you emails and all kinds of things. And it is tough to adjust. But if you are reading the Bible, you know it's not always going to be like this. There is something that we are looking forward to. And we are being told that we are being uh, 
built up as a spiritual house. Okay. And you see, being a Christian, you are not alone. A house symbolizes what? A family. So we are a family. You are not saved to be by yourself there. You are a Christian alone. No. You have your brothers and sisters in Christ. A family that will last for what? That will last forever. So if you are struggling and if there are things that are going on, maybe it's your mental health and you are, you are anxious and you don't know what's happening, you have brothers and sisters here who are there. Come, talk to us. We are here. Drop us a WhatsApp, a call, and if things are confusing and you, you lack understanding, call us, talk to us, so that we can pray together, okay, and we encourage one another. Talk to your friends. Do not be afraid to come to your leaders and, and talk to them, because we are what? We are a family, okay? We are a family. We are being built up together, and God is our what? God is our Father, okay? Do not be afraid. That's why you come here every Sunday, and all those who are watching over Zoom, and all those who will be watching this video, do not be afraid to drop Gareth an email or talk to me or Tracy or anyone. Yeah, even write down a letter. That's okay because we are what? We are a family. Just as our church uh, says always, sort of our slogan, we are a redeemed family of what? Servants on a mission. Okay, remember, redeemed family of servants. Okay, and we are, well, how are we able to be uh, grown and, and be groomed as Christians because we are a family, and also through Jesus Christ. Okay. He is the head of the what? Of the, of the family. And also, we know there are two types, and Peter also shows us that there are two types of, of people in this world. Okay. Those who have accepted Jesus, Jesus is the cornerstone of that house. You see that family again. He's that cornerstone of that house. Uh, in verse 6, he is the cornerstone and he is very precious. He has been chosen. And those who believe in him will never be put to shame. Even though it, it, it can be, you can be ashamed of being a Christian, it can be hard. Your friends at school, they may make fun of you. Why are you doing this? Why are you going to, to, to church? Why are you reading your Bible? It is outdated. Why are you loving your neighbor? Why are you honest? You can embellish on the truth a bit. Because why? Because you trust in Jesus. And you will never be put to shame on that day when he's finally what? When he finally comes back. Because you will enter the kingdom very freely and you won't be put to shame. Because all of us one day here we're going to stand in front of what? Of God and give an account of our lives. But we'll never be put to shame because our sins will be covered because Christ is our king. And in verse 7, so, so the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become a cornerstone and a stone of stumbling, stumbling and a rock of offense. So, again, those two types of people, those who do not believe and those who do not believe. I don't know, you, you are watching or here right now, if you do not trust in Christ, it means he's a stumbling block and he's a rock of offense. But since it's today, since it's right now, you can pray for yourself. You can ask him to help you. He's the one who can help you. And if you don't understand what that means, you can call us again and we can talk to you. And you can trust in him. Ask and say, make me understand. Soften my heart and my mind so that I can understand, so that you do not become a, what? a stumbling, uh, a stumbling uh, block. So the reason why as well people stumble to why they do not believe in Christ it's because they are disobedient, and God makes them that uh, way to do, uh, 
to do that, and they, are, they were destined to do that. But us, those who believe, those who trust in Christ, you are encouraged again, you are told that you are chosen, you are a royal priesthood, you are a holy nation. Do you see that? You are chosen, you are a royal priesthood, you are a holy nation. So which means it's not just for people here or during that time, but it is for everyone, it is a nation. Nation, it means, includes the whole world. We, we have brothers and sisters in Christ that we have never met. That are all over the world. But one day we're going to be with them, and it will be exciting, and we'll get to know them. Okay. And we are a people of God. We are God who owns the universe, who created the moon and the stars and the mountains and the giraffes, all the sounds that we're making right now, the games, hissing and all of that, and doing moo, meh, and some of them saying papa, which is not a sound at all. But we belong to Christ. <laughs> we belong to him. And we are proclaiming his excellencies. We have to sing it out loud. We don't have to be afraid. Okay, because we belong to what? To him. And we belong to a kingdom of light. We don't belong to what? To the darkness. And the last verse that I want you to remember. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received what? Mercy. We do all these things because we are God's people and we have received what? Mercy. Okay. Instead of getting punishment, God has shown us what? Great mercy. Okay. He has been kind to us. He has forgiven us. He has even given us rewards. That, you know, one reward is that we become his own children and we can call him his father. Okay. If you are struggling with talking, just pray. Talk to him. He's your father. Tell him everything that is in your heart, the desires that is in your heart. You can talk to him because you belong to him. And he will listen because he's your what? He's your father. Okay. If, think of the person that you trust at home who protects you and who gives you all this protection. You can go and talk to them about what? About anything. And same with God, we should what? We should treat, treat him that way because he's our what? He's our father and we belong to him, and we belong to a family. Okay? And we have to what? To love one another here. All of you who are here and all of you who will be watching, you belong to this family. Okay? We have to love one another from a what? From a, from a pure heart. And our conduct as well matters. What we do today, what we do tomorrow, will count for what? Forever. Okay? And as well, we get to point others to the kingdom of God. This is how our family, it is in our family. So if we're honest, if we're loving, if we're patient, if we're forgiving, how many people do you think will come to illumination or Friday night lights or today? They will want to be here because they will want to, oh, I'm interested in your family. What is it that you do? Why are you patient? Why are you honest? Why are you kind? Why do you comfort me every time when I come to you? And then you get to tell them, because I'm a Christian, because I'm chosen, because this is how my father said I must be, I must be what? I must be set apart. Okay. I hope you guys, you go out there and you shine and you live for Christ and you read the word of God and you pray and you live out loud and not be afraid to be what? To be Christians. Okay. I know it is tough and it is hard. Sometimes it's like swimming against the tide. But we have what? We have God as our Father and He will what? He will help us. And those who are at home or who are sitting here, you can join the family and this family will what? Will last forever. Okay, let me pray for us. 
Our Father in heaven, uh, as we hear today, our, the way we conduct ourselves matters, and we have been chosen by, by you. If we say we have faith, it will show in our lives, and we know that your word stands forever, and those who believe in you will never be put to shame. And let us, even while living right now, please, Lord, help us to live our lives in light of eternity and what Christ has done for us through his precious blood. Lord, you have redeemed us from the kingdom of darkness. Now we can see. Um, so, Lord, may we live that way as people who can see and people who live in light. In every different areas you have placed us, whether in school or whether at work, wherever we are, may we not be afraid to be Christians. And, Lord, I pray for those who, who, who hear this message, that it may touch their hearts and they come and join this family that will last forever. In your name we pray. Amen.